Today's episode is brought to you by Tenacity. The Tenacity founders have a lifetime of experience in healthcare and the food service industry. And in 2016, they provided Middle Tennessee State University with a $2.5 million grant to study the hemp plant and its all-natural benefits. Tenacity's CBD plus CBDA is amazing, and it's twice as good as CBD alone. They have a full range of products that can help you find the product in the form that's right for you. They have topicals, salves, sports sticks, soft gels, gummies, and tinctures are all available. Their customer reviews are their best stories. If you have time and are interested, read their reviews on their website to see how their products are changing people's lives. Satisfaction is guaranteed. Try Tenacity products for 30 days, and if you don't love it, they will give you a full refund. Go to tenacity.com and use code ACP to get 25% off at checkout. That's T-A-N-A-S-I dot com to get 25% off your first order when you use promo code ACP. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk to you about five meditation habit forming tips. And this will really help you in your anxiety clearing journey. Um, Meditation, we talk about it all the time. And there's a reason I do. It's because it really is one of the basics. This is what we build the foundation on. And um, along with breathing and obviously other things such as our diet and exercise and our thinking. Um, Meditation ties in very much with the breath and the thinking. So this is a great place to talk about it again, because I have some tips for you. And this is all about having you have a little bit easier time of being able to form the habit of meditation. A lot of people don't even mind doing it. They enjoy it or they find that it has been helpful to them, but finding it very difficult to form the habit. So for those who don't have a meditation practice set up yet, here we go. One of the most challenging things is to get into a new practice with whatever we're doing, whether it's meditation, exercise, changing our diet. We have so many things we want to improve on in our lives, or maybe something that's not helping us and we want to let go of it, such as smoking or having junk food or doing things that we have found staying up late at night, things that aren't helping us and we want to break those habits but it can be hard to start a new practice and have it become actually a habit. So how can we remember to go and sit 
when we've not yet made this a part of our regular and and daily life? How do we get ourselves, as we say, to sit, get down on the cushion? And when I say stuff like that, I mean for you guys and myself as well, you can sit wherever. It doesn't have to be Zafu and Zabaton on the floor. It can be a chair. It can be your bed. It can be the couch, park bench, or subway train as you're moving along. That's a little bit harder in the beginning stages, so I don't suggest that for you trying to create your habit here. But any place you can sit and be safe and close your eyes and or guide into yourself to point yourself inward, um, and for most of us, closing our eyes helps us do that, uh, then you can meditate, you can stand, you can lay down. But I am getting off track here. So let's get back into how we can get this practice started and how we can remember to go and sit when we've not yet made this a part of our daily lives. Well, for myself, included with you guys back in the day, I needed, like, let's say, an alarm clock, um, a powerful reminder, if you will, to get me up in the morning. I wasn't a morning person, and so I needed an alarm, a reminder, powerful one at that, to get me up in the morning, to make me realize I had to wake up, get up, and go switch gears. We have no problem doing things like that, setting an alarm clock or an app to wake us up in the morning from our sleep. So I'm thinking, why not use the same idea to help us find a time to sit? Building the new habit or to sit or to be in meditation or prayer is no different from starting any of the other new routines. It takes practice. We may forget, we may procrastinate, and we may even self-sabotage for various reasons. Sometimes we have someone in our life that can remind us, and that can be helpful. Such as if you have a mate who is already meditating or having a very particular time during the day for prayer and meditation, that could be helpful. You could join them, or you could have them gently remind you. Um, And that's, well, it can work sometimes and sometimes not. Uh, It can feel like nagging, right? I bet some of you were already there thinking, oh, no, no, I am not having my mate uh, uh, help me with this. I'm not even going to tell anybody I'm starting this until I have it well under my belt. Because I get you, it can feel like nagging or just another to-do if we have somebody else asking us, did you do it yet? Did you do your meditation? So keep it to yourself if you will. But if you do have somebody in your life that can gently remind you, that might be sweet. Otherwise, you're going to have to do some of these other ideas we have for you today. I've talked about the benefits of daily meditation for anxiety many, 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 many times, but it never hurts to have a refresher. So I want to remind you that your time in meditation helps you in the following ways. It does help you with relaxation. You may not feel relaxed when you're doing it, and you may not feel relaxed right after, because sometimes we feel new feelings bubble up to the surface when we sit and we sit quietly. But we will begin to be able to train our muscles 
to when we go to the same place, the same chair, the same pillow, whatever, that we're going to let the muscles relax and we're going to breathe a little slower. And so we can learn and train our body that this is a time for relaxation. It also helps with acceptance. And we know how important it is to be able to accept everything that we have in front of us. Because if we don't accept things, we cannot work with them. When we're pushing things away, we're denying them. We are, we need to accept things, face them and accept them in order to be able to work with them. And our meditation time greatly helps us with that acceptance. Another thing that the meditation can help us with is distress tolerance. So that means that we are able to feel distress just a little bit more than we have been accustomed to. Many people have very low distress tolerance, and there's a variety of reasons on how we got there. But the reality is we need to train ourselves to have more tolerance for distress. I even tell people, when you're meditating, it's okay if you feel an itch on your elbow. You can, of course, you can itch it, but you could also work on your distress tolerance and see if you could just let the itch be there. It's not dangerous. It really isn't hurting you. And it gives you a way of looking at distress from another angle. And we don't do that when we're out in our busy life, but we can do it. We have the ability to do that when we are in our meditation time. Today's episode is brought to you by the Say More podcast. We want to recommend the Say More podcast, where in a special series, Boston Globe columnist Shirley Leong is opening up the conversation about stress and burnout to help listeners feel less alone and inspired to get help. She connects with an array of experts like Krista Tippett, who tells us how to find meaning and stillness in modern life and shares her own journey to finding silence and moments of peace. And Emily Nagoski on the ways stress lives in the body, the social pressures that make it worse, and how meaningful the quest to releasing stress can be. Plus, Kale Newport on how to be more productive and creative in an overstimulating world. The series uses medical science, social science, and philosophy to answer deep questions about how stress works on our bodies and our minds. And you'll come away with concrete strategies to work better and live better. Listen to Say More wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Happy Mammoth. And you know, by supporting our sponsors, you're supporting us. So if you are interested in using Hormone Harmony by Happy Mammoth, please visit happymammoth.com and use promo code ACP for 15% off your first order. Thanks for supporting us by supporting our sponsors. If you're going through menopause, perimenopause, and you just really don't feel like yourself right now, or if you are done with menopause, but you're still feeling like you have some of the hot flashes or racing thoughts and low moods, or still having trouble with your sleep, Hormone Harmony is the thing for you. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed 
herbal extracts that are called adaptogens. I'm a big fan of herbal adaptogens because they help the body to adapt to stressors such as chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. I'm excited to give Hormone Harmony a try myself. So for a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com by using code ACP at checkout. That's happymammoth.com with code ACP. Another thing that meditation can help us with is our responding to life versus reacting. And I know this is where we're stuck when we are deep in the lizard's brain and we are in anxiety and fear mode. We are not responding to life. We are reacting. It is knee-jerk reaction. We are putting fuel on the flames of anxiety before we even know we're doing it because we are in such a reactive mode. And one of the things we gain when we sit in meditation is that we become more of being responders than reactors. And finally, being in meditation helps us with metacognition, which means having awareness of thinking itself. Because, you know, we talk about our thoughts a lot, but actually being able to be aware of them is, is a good thing to be able to do. Metacognition. It is our ability to be aware of our thinking and seeing ourselves as so much more than those thoughts that are going through our mind because we can see them. So who is we? We are bigger. We are seeing those things happen. They are not who we are. So that's a big list, but these are things that just will be coming naturally. Sometimes depending on where you're, you know, at working with a therapist or your coach or your spiritual director or with the reading you're doing or maybe some courses you're taking, you might be working on one or two of these independently and it may come up in your meditation. But without even paying a lot of attention to that list, those things will come about just naturally. We don't need to particularly focus on each one each time. We just will notice that we've gotten to feel that we have more distress tolerance than we had before. So just know that that's some of the, some of the icing on the cake for meditation. So let's get on to how to get into the practice and how to make it and make some profound changes in the way that we see everything, including our relationship with anxiety. Begin by deciding that this is going to be your anxiety clearing tonic. It's like that big brown bottle of tonic, and this is going to make you feel great over time. And this is your tonic. It's simply going to take 10 minutes a day to take it. So this is your tonic. You're sitting on the meditation cushion for 10 minutes a day. That's your starting point. 
And ideally, over time, you'll be learning to sit for 10 to 20 minutes a day. And how you get there was going to be very individual. And um, it does take a little bit of tweaking and trying things and adding on here and there, but you can do it. And if you can't sit for 10 minutes yet, if if you can't get to that starting point of 10 minutes, start with five. It's perfectly fine. We want to ease into this. We want this to be a lifelong practice. So there's no hurry. Let's start where you are at. And if you don't have five minutes or you can't sit still for five minutes, and believe me, I know, I know you guys, I've worked with some of you who could not do that in the beginning, but you sure did do it eventually and worked yourselves up to 20 to 40 minutes a day. So if any, if one can do it, you guys can do it too. So you want to just start for one minute. If that's really all you can do, take a little pat on the back when you sit for the one minute. We'll build it up eventually. The idea is in the beginning to just sit every day. We want to make this a routine. We go to the same chair or the same pillow and or the same seat in your car. I have people who have been meditating in their cars at their lunch hour for years. This is not unusual because that is the time of day that they have to themselves. And I know when I worked in corporate world at Carrier, I had an hour lunch break. Like, man, there's a lot you can get done in an hour. So, um, you know, 10 minutes of meditation doesn't even take much out of that. So if you do have some time at lunchtime, don't be afraid to be and join the others who are meditating in their cars. Again, the idea is to just sit same time if you can every day, whether that's morning, noon, or night. If you like guided meditations, yes, 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 use those. If you like no words and prefer music, um, ambient music, just use that. There's tons of stuff out there now. And use that for building a habit to just sit daily. You don't want to give yourself a hard time. Maybe you like nature sounds. You can use that also. And if you need some help, there's apps that you can use or you could use an alarm clock on your phone to remind you that this is the time when we sit. So you drop what you're doing and you go and sit. So here are um, some five tips to have you write down in your journal if you're keeping track. Keep it simple is number one. Use guided meditations to get you started or an app with timed music. Some of them have music for five minutes, then 10 minutes. Number two, remember that there is no wrong way here. We all start where we are planted and we grow from there. Even falling asleep is okay. In the beginning, that just means that you were really tired. It's okay. You'll have your bell go off at the end. At least if you are one who falls asleep, you may want to make sure you have an ending bell so that you will wake up. And the third tip for you today is to move on to your silent meditation time as you feel comfortable and ready to. I think that some of you are probably wanting to just start with silent meditation, and that's fine. I 
I used a lot of silent meditation very early on in my meditation practices, but things weren't as so available as they are now as far as being able to get all kinds of guided things online and so forth. But if you, if you're not ready for silent meditation, just, just let, put it on the back burner for now and use the guided or the music as you need for right now. Just feel comfortable. Number four, set up a routine and stick with it. And by that, I mean, try to do the same time every day in the same location if you can. This sets you up for success. Because if we leave it till later, which we all do, we wake up late and then we say, well, I'll do it later. And then we're busy and then we're exhausted and then it doesn't get done. It's almost as difficult as getting to the gym. So I totally understand. But Try to stick with a routine. And number five, give yourself permission to sit every day. A lot of times we haven't even told ourselves, I give myself permission to do this. I am allowing myself to take this 10 minutes or five minutes every day to sit in my meditation. So do it. Give yourself permission. And here's a bonus tip. Give yourself a pat on the back for showing up every time you sit, showing up to better your health and your well-being. It'll help you come back the next time. I hope that you guys will be sitting and I hope that you'll send me an email letting me know how this is working for you. And if you're hitting any challenges or difficulties, I'd be happy to hear what's not working for you and either answer you on the podcast or send you an email back. Anxiety Coaches Podcast at gmail.com. And now for today's quote. There are only two mistakes one can make along the road to truth. Not going all the way and not starting. And that's from the Buddha. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.